Welcome back. It's the Pacific Rim Pro Wrestling Podcast. The podcast that takes you from Tokyo to Seattle and all points throughout history. My name is Jim Valley, and joining us now from Tokyo, Japan, legendary writer, journalist, historian for the world of professional wrestling, Fumi Saito. Yo, how are you? I'm doing great. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. uh, whereas we're recording this, it's about uh, 6 a.m. my time on the West Coast here. In the West Coast, it's 11 o'clock at night on Monday night. There you go. And you just wrapped up in Fukuoka. They had the uh, the finals of the World Tag League Tournament. But there was a, I woke up and I was like, wow, everything happened in Fukuoka last night. Fukuoka, yeah, last night or about an hour, you know, two hours ago. Yes. So what's the big and, news? Uh, I'm sure a lot of people saw their news, Twitter feed and everything. Already but... Twitter and a yeah. lot uh, of yeah, the video clips. And we're living in 2017. And uh, news, and not just news, but the actual footage, video footage travel around the world real quick these days. Chris Jericho showed up unannounced. Just ran angle. It's pretty crazy, huh? What's amazing to me is how here we are, as you mentioned, in 2017, almost 2018, and Chris Jericho, Chris Jericho is the king of kayfabe. He was able to get to Fukuoka (laughs) and apparently surprise everybody. Everybody. Amazing. And Fukuoka is not in Tokyo. You have to fly. Chris must have traveled from Tampa to West Coast to Tokyo, then switched airplane from Tokyo to another two-hour plane ride to Fukuoka without getting you know no information leaked. That's amazing. Now, do you and know he, was it was he under the ring or anything like that? Like a did he no, pull like was, a Tommy Rich? No, this is how that, that right after the tag team match, there were ten matches, fifty guys working. It's amazing. First match was ten man tag team. Second match, eight man tag team. Six man and eight man and six man tag. It was just like a fifty guys working, big show, right? And uh, right after seventh match. Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson, Kenny Omega against Show, Yo, and Rocky Romero, that uh, Roppongi 3K, right? Um, Kenny Omega going over on Rocky Romero with his signature move, you know, um, that the one wing thing, things, you know. Yep. Um, yeah, he beat him, right? And then Chris Jericho's video footage um, shows up um, at the big video screen. It's kind of like that the sequel from that the very first footage. Chris Jericho shows up and talking to Kenny Omega, saying January Force Tokyo Dome. He's saying Alpha against Omega. Now he's Alpha Club, you know. So Alpha against Omega sounds kind of good, right? And I'm going to beat the head out of you. Do you understand me? Do you hear me? Do you? Do you? And then the lights went out. You know, the entire building, dark, right? About 10 seconds. And then lights comes up. And then the real Chris Jericho standing in the ring right behind Kenny Omega. That's pretty good, huh? Yeah, so was, was he under the ring? Do you know? I don't think so. There's just... Uh, just those 20 seconds dark, you know, all lights went up. He must have ran into the, you know, the, well, they must have rehearsed. 
Yeah, and he have the top. He showed his perfect timing. Then lights come up. Then Chris Jericho already standing in the ring, right behind Kenny Omega, like what Undertaker would do. Amazing. Yeah. Then the first move was your code breaker. Boom. Then boom, boom, boom. Then punch, punch, punch. Then grab the championship belt, IWGP US Heavyweight Title. That, uh, of course, you, when you grab the championship belt, you hit the guy with it, right? And then this is what WWE TV doesn't do. It's a big juice. Kenny Omega forehead cut open, just a lot of blood, you know. Then uh, second code breaker or whatever, and then more things and uh, um, hitting, hitting, hitting. In the first blood, he uh, Chris Jericho touches. Kenny Omega's forehead and drew you know his blood onto his face. That's an image of draw your first blood thing, right? Then he um, get get out of the ring and start walking back towards the dressing room. But uh, English commentator Don Collins, Don Callis, he um, he goes into the ring and uh, try to attend Kenny Omega. Jerry, uh, Kerry, um, Jericho, I'm sorry. Chris Jericho runs back into the ring and, you know, stare Don Collis. Then and, and a little bit of confrontation. What are you doing? What are you doing? Right? And then he gives Don Collis another code breaker. And then as soon as um, that uh, Jackson's, you know, um, Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson running, then Chris Jericho get out of the ring laughing and then uh, throw a championship belt you know championship belt back to the guy and then he um he yells see you at the tokyo dome baka you know the, the, like a dumb shit in japanese you know and it was perfect three minutes i mean real heat building i mean real good angle real good angle this is how you in the build the heat right basically it how, was very good. How often is blood done these days? To put it in perspective, not not well, WWE TV. No, no. Right, right? not on but, WWE uh, TV. What about New Japan? Um, they still do, but not as much. Not as much as they used to. Well, especially in New Japan, um, it's very similar to WWE atmosphere. They don't do blood that much, but this is the occasion if you do. This is when you do it. Then the, nobody had manhandled Kenny Omega that way in New Japan ring uh, up until this point, right? And this was not no more friendly, you know, Chris Jericho guest appearance. This made him big heel, you know, made the whole picture clear. That made Kenny Omega big local baby face, right? Then established Chris Jericho, a big, big heel. Even for casual audience, you know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, the, um, the, the English commentary, Japanese commentary, both sold big. Chris Jericho, this is Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho showed up in Fukuoka. This is so dramatic. And it was done perfect, I think. 
Yeah, I mean, from what I can see on the clips, uh, it looks amazing. Um, yeah. You know, like, so often in WWE, for example, or particularly in Impact or Before the New Regime and other places, a lot mm-hmm. of the angles, they do them too much or they're too cute by half. Uh, you know, I think mm-hmm. a lot of people point to the famous match between The Rock and uh, Hulk Hogan in Toronto, yeah. where rather mm-hmm. than just doing a stare down after the stare down, then they did the the goofy part where they ran semis into each semis. other. Yeah, they did yeah. that. They did too much. And you're right. This does feel like it's just perfect as far as perfect. Not yeah, too much also, talking, not too not no just yeah, not just a video clip, but uh, this real Chris Jericho actually showing up with your street clothes out of nowhere. You know, it, probably Japanese fans still felt Chris Jericho was somebody from really far away. Only sees him on video screen, right? Yeah. When lights went up, the real Chris Jericho in person standing in the ring. I mean, big surprise, huh? And uh, yeah, and then the, the no walls of Jericho, he used code breakers. So he, it also established that's his big move. You know, and then um, Japanese commentary, English commentary, both called it code breaker, code breaker, code breaker. So they must have, all the Japanese fans know the, know the move now. Very you know, educating high spot, you know. So, well, and it's also it, sort of like, you know, the diamond cutter or the DDT where yeah, you know, the walls yeah. of Jericho is a, is a submission move. And the, right. the code breaker can seem to come out of nowhere and end the match out of nowhere Boom. now. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Kenny Omega's laying and selling and selling, and, and then uh, Chris Jericho starts kicking guys in the head, and you can do a lot more with it, you know, more so than, than, than you sitting on a guy with your Boston crap, you know? Yeah. And it was very interesting. And also, Chris Jericho shows up. That this is how he looks. That the semi-long, long hair now, you know. And he shows up with his muffler and the black leather jacket. Take leather jacket off and start kicking the guy in the head with his street boots, and uh, really established him as heel very clearly. It's that the simpler the better, right? Kenny Omega, very big baby face now. That, well, kind of heel against going against Japanese teams, but on, on, on this encounter, they established Kenny Omega as clear baby face, established Chris, Chris Jericho, clear big heel. Very interesting. And that was the, the biggest thing, you know, the whole show, you know? Well, and uh, you know, granted, also they had the yeah. Well, before before we jump, like, uh, before we jump, yeah. in, I still want to talk about Jericho for a couple of moments. Um, yeah, will the audience, as much as Japanese fans do, uh, yeah. will the audience at the to- Tokyo Dome on January fourth? Do you yeah. think they will treat Jericho the way they would a heel, or because he's a visiting star, he's got so much history in Japan? Yeah. Do you think they will still cheer him to a degree, or do you think the crowd... To a degree, I think so, because when you have that big of an audience, like Tokyo Dome, you're talking 50,000 people this year, right? 
that you will have hardcores fans, you have casual fans, you have New Japan gores, the lot、uh, mixed, you know, mixture of things. Because I, I felt the same way about this. Uh, Okada and Naito, the, the, the cheer and boo is half and half. He almost made Naito babyface tonight. You know,、um, Hiromu Takahashi beat Will Ospreay. And, okay, there was a tag team, Will Ospreay and Okada against Naito and Hiromu Takahashi. Takahashi going over on Will Ospreay, but the focal point of the match was Naito and Okada, right? And、uh, the, the I think the crowd was pretty much split. You know, some, half the people liked Okada, the other half have people like Naito as like a rising superstar. And、uh, it really established the drama. It's, this is more of a personal conflict of two superstars kind of thing. Yeah. So do you made th- Naito more baby face ish tonight. Was that, do you think that that's by design or do you think it just worked out that way? Probably worked out that way because Okada is already established as champion and Naito, people's wanting him to be champion. And the way they run these last six months, all the New Japan shows, it's like a, almost like a Naito show, right? Los, you know, that,、uh, it's in Spanish, you know, but.、Uh, Um, Los, yeah, the, the LIJ, you know, the Los i n g o b e r n a l e s Yeah, the Japan. Yeah. yeah. But、uh, yeah, so they are the heel faction, but more like NWO and,、uh, you know, Bullet Club elite thing that、uh, people, they're basically still heels, but people want to cheer them because they're cool guys. Yeah. So, yeah, that's like a, this is, you know, like a building the heat.、Um, it has to be the conclusion of this single conf- confrontation. It looks like a main event. But for the US audience, yes, Chris Jericho thing is much bigger issue now, huh? It's very big. There's no question. But I mean, you can't deny the year that Okada has had, and you can't deny. The momentum that,、uh, that Naito has. Okay, Naito had. has. Yeah, that yes, Naito's yes. had all year and everything. I mean, unless you're completely ignorant about Japan, and if you're interested in the show, you can't be.、Um, but I mean, you know, Jericho is the shiny new toy right now, so of course people are going to be focused on that. But I mean, both Okada and Naito, I mean, are there two people in wrestling anywhere in the world that have had better years than those two? I mean, you could argue、right. that, you know, one of those two is arguably the, the wrestler of the year this year.、Mm-hmm, it just,、mm-hmm, I think,、mm-hmm. it, in my mind, it comes、Naito、down to. Naito is. Yeah, I think it comes down to personal taste. I personally would choose Naito right now, but that's just me. As a wrestler of the year, yeah. Yeah, I think so.、Yes. I think so.、Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see people choosing Okada, and I guess maybe in my mind, maybe Omega third. And maybe AJ yes, but that's a, so and, that's why this is this Wrestle Kingdom is more like a WrestleMania in Japan. That、uh, I don't know Okada or Naito who's gonna <laughs> go over it, s it's more like a Stone Cold against the Rock, right? So I don't know who's gonna win, and that's、it's、very important. And those are unpredictable. Really, that's the yeah, that's the hallmark of usually every successful show, every legendary show is that you want to pay, yeah, because you don't know who's gonna win, right. 
That's very important uh, that the formula hasn't changed. So yeah. let me ask you this. Now that we've seen these two major things happen on the show, and we'll get into the other things that happened in Fukuoka in a second, just based uh-huh. on these two money angles, the top two matches, what happened there. Yeah, money matches, yes. Do you anticipate, I keep asking you this, and I know we're still far away, so it's hard to get <laughs> grasp, so it's, it's, fine if you don't okay. have, it's fine if you don't have an answer, but how do you see ticket sales now after Fukuoka? Okay, well, t- t- tomorrow, there's about 14 hours from now, they are having a b- big press conference uh, announcing every single card and all the superstars going to be at the press conference all dressed up. So they are, they're going to announce official lineups. So that's almost another angle. And there's going to be two more shows. This, this almost looks like the... Um, go home show before Tokyo Dome, but they, actually there are going to be two more to, uh, Korakuen Hall show, December 17th and December 18th, next Sunday and Monday, two consecutive dates, and it's called Road to Tokyo Dome, and they probably will be showing all the angle footage that was shot tonight, but um, they will be doing a little bit more, um, but it's those two Korakuen show. You know, you don't have to worry about the ticket sales. It's already, you know, it's 1,700 people and it's a smaller you know, venue, but uh, it's more of a mecca of the wrestling and uh, it's going to be packed. And they're just going to run angle and interviews. And, uh, well, it's only three weeks until Tokyo Dome show now. So from now, today to, you know, next three weeks, they will be selling more tickets. I believe. So what yeah, happened uh, with Vive is out. Okay. I so what do yeah. you, what do you do do you have a do you have a feeling? I mean, are we going to get into the are we going to get over 35,000 tickets you think 40 even maybe even close to a sellout? What do you think? What's your vibe right Ooh. now? I would say um I would say legitimate over 40,000 this year. More heat than I Say the last four or five years, yes, it, it seems bigger than last year, of course, uh, bigger than this year's. Um, yeah, it's probably much bigger than probably biggest in the last five years or so. Yeah, well, I feel like as far as ticket sales, it's going to be the biggest since God, I guess like the early 2000s. It's probably, like, yeah, 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 17, oh, 15 years. Uh, yeah, probably the biggest since our like a dark age, you know, like yeah. 2006, 2007, about 10 years ago, we had real bad years in Japan, you know, um, not the, the number of reasons, you know, K1 and the pride and MMA booms, um, the superstars, Japanese superstars then getting old. And they were looking for new stars. It was before Tanahashi era. It was be- before Nakamura era. You know, they were fairly getting bigger though, but on, uh, they weren't. You know, yeah. I- I'd say this year's Tokyo Dome is more of a oh, Naito and Nakamura. I mean, uh, I'm I'm sorry, Naito and Okada and Kenny Omega at their peak. This is their peak year. 
You know, it's interesting. A lot of times you'll see a major show like this and you'll go, oh, you know, WWE, they're really spending all of their collateral and they don't have, you know, a major star to bring back or they don't have this. And you're like, yeah, this is probably going to be the peak. And I know what you mean about it's a peak year. That said, Mm -hmm. given the the nature of the booking with Gato and Giotto, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not convinced yet that this is their peak because they do things so well and so logically and everything plays out over time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not convinced yet, and I'm not saying this couldn't be the absolute peak, but I'm not convinced yet. I mean, you'll have to make that decision, you know, at least six months from now as far as what 19 right, is going right. to look like. But, you know, I, right. have, don't I, know yet. I have faith in them that this won't be the peak. I think that just my, my gut it telling get me, bigger. I think that they, I bet you that this generation of New Japan, I feel like given the talent, given the logic and the time that they've taken and the fact that they haven't burned through so much stuff and burned through so much talent, I think that they could be eventually in the next few years hitting a sellout once again at the Tokyo Dome. And I think that will be the peak. But that's just that's just my gut. That's not based on anything. Probably, which, yeah. That's just my Yeah, I, I couldn't see. Yeah, it looks like they're peaking, but they, it can get big, you know, bigger and better, yes. Because I... Um, Tonight, it's like I, it's like I, I'm almost, I feel like I'm almost over eight. You know, there's 10 matches, uh, nine matches with 50 guys working. You know, people like Liger, Nagata, Kojima, Tenzan, Tenzan they're working opener, opening match, 10-man tag team. Then you have this, you know, lot of, half the card is American. You, you see Michael Elgin, Jeff Cobb. Raymond Rode, uh, Hanson, that uh, those guys are working third match, second match. You have a lot of Americans and half the Bullet Club. Then you have Bullet Club Elite. I sense that the Bullet Club will break up into two different factions. Elite group, with you know, Nick Jackson, Matt Jackson, Kenny Omega, they will just break away from old Bullet Club and they will become Bullet Club Elite. They're calling themselves um, Bullet Club Elite. So I think we should play with that idea. You know, they're going to become like a new faction. And then they do moves that things I haven't seen and I have a hard time adjusting kind of digesting their moves, you know, that the really innovating wrestling moves. It's almost, in my, for my old taste, you know, that's almost a way to choreograph looking, but the things you've never seen nonetheless, you know what I'm saying? Um, so- Naito does moves that people haven't seen. Sanada, Evo, they all do moves that people haven't seen. So... Very innovative. But, I mean, you can go back to Dynamite Kid and Tiger Mask, and you know, yeah. probably people saying the same thing about that. I mean, that's kind of the nature of the business. 30, it also kind of yeah, drives ago, yeah. the business, you know. It's not unusual. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But before, before we get into All it, there, there's a couple of things before we run down the card uh, that you brought up. Yes. Um, you and I were talking just basically off the air dealing with the uh, – 
the Michael Elgin situation, and if you know, you should be. You probably already know what that is. We don't need to get into the, yeah, 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 the, the yeah, yeah. Michael Elgin situation. But you were talking about um, there may be some shuffling, particularly on the foreigner side coming up in eighteen for New Japan. Probably because there, not just rumor, but I heard from inside too that there are too many guys on the roster. Like tonight, they had 50 guys working, 50 guys. And you have 20 Americans, good, all good workers. But they can't, just couldn't possibly use all of, you know, all of them at every tour. See, unlike WWE, like you have, you don't have, you know, SmackDown and Raw, and they only, what in, in, in America, they work what, Saturday house shows and Sunday house show and Monday, Tuesday TV, and you go home, right? But in Japan, you run tours, you know, three weeks tour, two weeks off, three weeks off, then you run another three or four weeks tour, and it is not logical to keep bringing those 20 Americans back and forth, back and forth, back to back. So they make you know, let this guy, some guys will work half the schedule or something, you know, next year. Because you have Japanese wrestlers on the contract who's not working in a, on the card. And uh, there's just too many guys. And two brands like Raw and SmackDown thing never worked. Um, all Japan women, you know, one time tried two tours, you know, in heydays, in you know, late 70s into early 80s. They tried to have two tours going. It, it didn't really draw. And the, the, the idea had been played, you know, that, that they've been playing with the idea of running two tours. But then when you have, this is impossible to have, you know, two equal brand, you know what I'm saying? Right now, what WWE is doing is fine because, you know, you see the Survivor Series. The reason it worked was that the Raw and SmackDown, they don't have, they have this completely different roster. That is why you could have under siege situation, then people can buy this storyline, red T-shirt and blue T-shirt. But they haven't done that here. They are just having 50 guys on the card and just having 10 tag team match, eight man tag team match, six man tag team match. It's, just, it's to me, even it's too many guys, you know, just too many guys. And so they are playing with the idea that, okay, let these guys work this store and have these guys have a break next door and half the guys will be brought in. And next door, the other half the guy will be brought in. So it probably they are not going to keep all the Americans either. Yeah. I don't know which guy will be like, oh, I don't know. Or who's going to have half the schedule. Or whatever. But you're hearing that, that there sense? will be some changes in 18 for New Japan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. One more thing before... Because they have to have... Yeah, they have to have junior heavyweight tours. You have to have Lucha Libre tours. It's what New Japan is doing. You know, none of these junior heavyweight American guys were working on this, this tour this time. None of the Lucha Libre guys came in for this tour so you still have more guys under you know contract 
it's, it's like a, yeah it's so hard to you know i i have no solution for this you know in my opinion you know um except you just have to have half the crew here the other half the crew next door or whatever you just have to have something well let's talk you, you and I, I understand that you you don't know who could be being looked at as far as getting pared down next year but that said what type of criteria do you think management looks at when deciding if an individual is going to kind of be phased down or phased out in 2018? What do you think they're going to look at? Like drawing power? Do you think they'll look at uh, booking plans? What what type of what type of criteria do you think well, management probably will look at? booking plans and uh, what creative come up with? Because see you have 30 Americans under contract or something, but not a, not not one single, like, sole draw, you know? Yeah, Kenny Omega is a draw, superstar. Yeah, he'll be and, fine. Yeah. He's and safe. The Davey Boy and Lance Archer, it's like tag team, you know, complete tag team guys, and just, no, now have, they have IWGP tag team titles, and uh, they will be there for sure. And you have Tama Tonga and the no, Tonga Lore guys. They are New Japan guys. And, uh, well, Cody, ROH, World Heavyweight Champion, he will be brought in, but not every tour. You know what I'm saying? He will be making three or four tours a year because you have – ROH schedules, right? At the Tokyo Dome, Kota Ibushi against Cody Rose, ROH title match was like a third from top or something. He would be treated as a superstar too. But uh, yeah, other guys that are in not having role or not having program would be in, in the, you know, like a dangerous spot or something. Yeah. Well, let's talk yeah, switch about Switchblade didn't work. Didn't didn't work this show. Yeah, Tanahashi but... wasn't on this. Yeah. And speaking of Switchblade, uh, yes, a couple of shows ago we talked about how kind of his look I think needs to change that it's too similar like to Kenny Omega's look, for example. And I think you mentioned that he should look more like a Blade Runner look, maybe a few more muted colors, tans and things instead of blacks on his outfits. Yeah. And uh, he debuted or gave a name to his finisher, and he called it the Blade Runner. Blade so, Runner. So yeah. clearly, he yeah, definitely Blade absolutely. Runner was twenty forty nine. Yeah. So big. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. fun. it's just I know it's coincidence. It's just funny though that it all worked out. There. Yeah, yeah, but this is what gets over. It gets over. Yeah, exactly. You know. Yeah, and then uh, you are dealing with more casual fan base. See, hardcore fan will watch anything and everything, and they follow it. But uh, you, when you have more mass audience, you have to appeal to mass, and they are casual audience, you know. Then the, the Blade Runner thing or Star Wars thing or whatever, what's in, they'll take it, adapt it, you know. Yeah. And uh, he's a New Japan guy, you know. They will always take care of foreigner that went to New Japan school. You know, dojo system, you know, um, uh, Jay White, uh, switchblade now, but he was young boy for New Japan Dojo. He started from scratch and they will always take care of guys like him 
or Dave Finley or Juice you know, Robinson or those uh, or Bad Luck Fale, they are considered New Japan wrestlers. You know, whereas Sammy Callahan, that he's like um, he has to make name for himself every tour, every time you know, he comes over, he has to be, you know, he just has to, I don't know, do something special, you know? You know what I'm saying? So, Different hierarchy. You know, one of the things that allegedly Michael Elgin sent to somebody that made the rounds on social media this week is that he's mm. a top gaijin and that the yeah. uh, the Americans, the uh, the Western wrestlers, who come to Japan, ask him for about advice, and they also ask Kenny Omega, and he kind of, in his phrasing, put himself at the same level as Kenny Omega. Do you think he's seen as... Is Michael Elgin a New Japan wrestler? He... Yes, he is New Japan wrestler, but he didn't start here. You know what I'm saying? He was brought in and was, you know, the company obviously liked him, and so he he signed a contract, and he's been working here pretty much full time basis. So, yeah, I, uh, yes and no though, because Michael Elgin got over because of his work, not his look. You know, the way he's not a exactly WWE look, right? The body and the look and. Uh, the way he looks, I guess, but uh, that the wrestling and matches are very good. That the New Japan company really liked him and signed the contract, so he can be considered New Japan guy. But he didn't start here, like Bad Luck Fale or Dave Finley or Jay White or Rocky Romero, somebody like that. And Kenny Omega. He is very special guy that, that New Japan really wanted him. So put him in top spot, you know. So, so, so Kenny Omega is always going to be isolated case, I think. And what about and also he? Yeah. What about the Young Bucks? Oh, Young Bucks is very much New Japan guy. Yeah, because Office obviously liked them, you know, and then. Uh, he is there. To, they can have programs with any Japanese junior heavyweight, you know, not just Sho and Yo, but Kushida or um, Hiromu Takahashi or any new, you know, junior heavyweight guys that, that uh, yeah, Young Bucks will be here for sure. Yeah. One more thing before we get back to the card. Uh, you mentioned yeah. briefly uh, a guy who wasn't on the card and has been pulled because of injury, uh, Tanahashi. Right, right. Right knee injury. But he will be back. He'll be back because he's on the Tokyo Dome card as an Intercontinental title champion that is defending his title against just the guy we talked about, Switchblade. That uh, itself... Switchblade, Jay White is being given very good position. Don't you think? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he goes over. I don't know. But uh, obviously, he's on a very high program. 
you know, next year we don't have time because we're building up to Wrestle Kingdom and all the things happening at the end of the year in Japan. But yeah, yeah. Next year we need to find a show where we talk about the the dojo and the Young Lion system, and uh, yes, how successful it's been, and all of the young lions that have gone on to have some legendary careers. Uh, yeah. Somebody, somebody uh, earlier this week, I think it was on Reddit, posted a picture of uh, Tanahashi in the ring. And I think it was after yeah. a G1 victory. And um, they had a picture and there was Jay White in the crowd of young lions standing there watching Tanahashi. And I was like, oh, yeah, we need to do a sh- We need definitely need to do a show on the on the dojo and why it's successful versus uh, other training grounds that have been that have produced fewer results. Yeah. Anyway, but much like WWE's performance center, though. You yes know. and no. Yeah. <laughs> yes and no. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to. I don't. We'll 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 do that another another day. But I just want to let people know we'll do that in the future. Yeah, but there's a longer history. You know, you're talking yeah. about guys that like come out of New Japan Dojo, not just you know you go back. Oh, probably we have to go all the way back to people like a Bad News Allen. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Not just Chris Benoit or, you know, people like that, but New Japan always had this dojo history that you have to go through this dojo system. You start from a young boy. You live there and you just sleep, eat and breathe and work out and you just live the dojo lifestyle and whomever, you know, can make it through there, you will make it. If you can work Japan, you can work anywhere in the world. That's been said. So also on the show in Fukuoka was uh, Cody Rhodes uh, getting involved with Kota Ibushi. Yes, yes, ROH title match. This kind of surprised me. Yeah? Yeah. Just, How come? Uh, just, I, I would think that given... You know, unless Abushi has secretly signed something with New Japan, I would. I have no idea. Yeah. No, right, but I would. I would yeah. think that the person, you know, that you know, uh, Cody laid Abushi out up on the stage, up on the yes. rampway. I would think that that Abushi was the one who'd be wanting to get some heat, but it wasn't. Mm. Cody got the upper hand tonight. Yeah. Yeah, very interesting. But it looks to me, though, but watching the tag team match tonight, Cody was the one who wanted to touch Ibushi more than Ibushi wanted to touch him. So I guess Cody was really marking out on the, the match himself. Yeah. Well, some, which is like, some of the guys, you know, like a, as talented and special guy as you know, Ibushi is, see, wrestler want to touch him. I want to have program with this guy, right? And uh, Cody looked like he was enjoying it. And the, this, for him, this is this Fukuoka show was his go-home show before Tokyo Dome. So he had to do more. We'll see. I we'll think. see what happens at the TV tapings if Ibushi gets some heat back heading into Tokyo Dome. Maybe that's maybe that's probably the plan. or tomorrow, 14 hours from now, uh, they're having a big press conference with TV cameras, so they may have angle there. You think they'd let them have an angle on the press conference instead of Chris Jericho and Omega or Okada and Naito? Mm. But they're taping the entire 
press conference. Press conference is pretty real press conference, but the TV cameras there, all the wrestlers are there. Uh, why not run angle there? Right, but you think that uh, that would be the angle they'd choose versus watering down something that could happen with your big money matches? Mm. We'll see what happens because, you know. Yeah, it's true. Two thousand two. This is twenty seventeen, almost twenty eighteen. That the, all the video footage will go all over the world, like a minutes after that happened. You know. Yeah, it's that, we've uh, been surprised when we're talking about this show, which was amazing. Yeah, because so, it's, 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 it's only been two hours you yeah. know, after the Fukuoka show, but people been talking about it on on the internet. Not you know. The, the Twitter and Facebook that the actual video footage is being shown already, you know, so all the wrestling fans in the world know about it. So if you're listening to the show, forgive me because, like I said, I just I just woke up, so I did I just, <laughs> I just kind of saw the results. I had I have to go to my job. I got starting a new job today. That's so fine. I, that's I fine. Sleep. No, no. So was there anything else? Was there any other? Do we do do we just jump into the tag finals, or is there anything else we need to talk about? Any other angles at the show? Did I miss something? Ooh, um, IWGP Junior Heavyweight Title match would be the four way. The four way, you know, the, the four way dance or whatever. Yeah. Four way. Um, champ, the, the, the four guys Marty Skull and Osprey, uh, Will Osprey and uh, Kushida and Hiromu Takahashi. Four people. And I don't know who's going to win. That's a pretty good one, right? Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah. Which is kind so of in like line. Four way. Yeah, it's kind of in line with, <laughs> with what they do. Usually, the the juniors, the the junior heavyweight matches are kind of usually, uh, you know, four team, four man, four whatever. Mm-hmm. They usually try to get a couple of juniors, a couple extra juniors, on the show. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, there. yeah. But the fatal four way that the champion doesn't have to lose the pinfall or submission. Anybody can pin anybody, and the title will change hand. So that will leave um, more next storyline. You know, champion can can lose championship belt without being beat. So that the uh, former champion can challenge, you know, um, new champion right away. You know what I'm saying? Because I didn't lose that belt, you know, kind of thing. So let's talk about the finals of the World Tag League Tournament, which is funny because I expected we were going to get up and just talk about that, and then all this <laughs> yeah. stuff happened, and here we are. G-O-D, yeah, yeah. Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatonga and the Tangala against Sanada and Evo. And after watching that uh, this match, it was Evo's night because he was the one who was holding the mic at the end. Now we won the tag team tournament. You know what's gonna be KES. You know that uh, you know the, the killer elite squad. Come on out! Then Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer comes back. You know, walk into the ring with their championship belt. Tournament tag team tournament winner against tag team champions. Eye to eye, face to face. So that was like really established that hey, this is going to be the top of tag team division. So that's a big, you know, pretty big program right there. And people's head, you know, the, the back of their mind, Evo and Sanada still are kind of underdogs. You know what I'm saying? 
people didn't really ex expect them to win because last two years, Evo was in tag team finals, but he lost. And this is his third year challenge. And he finally won the tag team tournament. And he got the microphone and uh, he was, you know, established, you know, sort of making a statement. This is his time. And uh, he has key, you know, it's very important to have your catchphrases, right? This is evil. Everything's evil. I am evil kind of thing. He, he does this thing and people remember this now. You know, the catchphrase is very important become superstars, right? So um, this was clearly evil's night. You know, I think you could to make me. a case. I don't know that he's necessarily a better wrestler, but I think as far as some of the aspects of working and definitely, I think when it comes to confidence, I think you could make the, the case that evil is the most improved wrestler of the year. In the last two, two years yeah, or so, yes. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Uh, and I also think that, I mean, he's in, he's in the tag team stuff, and I think he's been kind of a slow growth guy. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know that 18 is going to be his year, but maybe 19 or 20. I could see him kind of breaking out and kind of following, you know, maybe sort of a path that Naito is, has blazed and maybe maybe somewhere down the line. But again, he, he as a singles, yeah. singles wrestler. Yeah, yeah, probably. Well, Sanada can be because he's a better athlete than Evil. Right. Obviously. But and, I don't know that uh, Sonata tonight, has. Yeah. So it kind of. I guess the comparison might be with Art Bar and Eddie Guerrero, and I feel like Evil is Art Bar and Sonata is Eddie Guerrero, and I think that Sonata needs a couple more uh, of those theatrical aspects of his game yeah. to take it to the next they level. They might have and he given can do that. little little hint tonight. Yeah. See, Sanada and Evo won the tag team tournament tonight with two trophies, but Sanada pretty much walked away from the press conference after the match, and Evo was the only one doing the interview at backstage. So they, what happened to Sanada? You know, the Japanese broadcasting was following the storyline, so Sanada was clearly wasn't there designed and you know, he left he left on his own and evil was the only one doing the press conference so they might have given the hint that this team may not you know last that long you know what i'm saying that's interesting yeah yes because in wrestling you have to read into this you know everything is designed to mean something right so sanada not present at the post-match press conference thing that he left and nowhere to be found. And Ebo was the only one doing the interview. So, hey, w what happened with these guys, right? Little hint, I think. See so, what happens. You know? Are we going to see yeah. a breakup at the Tokyo Dome or do they win the titles? Not, not as sort of quick, fight? but uh, it can be one of the elements they can talk about a year or two from now. Right, those guys were not really teams or something, you know. Yeah. When you go as a single company, you know, singles wrestler, this can be another hint or the evidence, and that's all videotaped, and they, you can play back years later that right that the evil was always singles wrestler or something. 
I feel like the Killer Elite Squad needs something. I feel like this title reign isn't as compelling as the couple of years before Lance Archer's injury, and I feel like they injury. need they need something to freshen up. I think. Yeah, but they're so so much bigger than the rest of the crew. You know, taller and bigger and really convincing. Uh, in general, you know, casual fans' eyes that it is really hard to beat these guys. They're so big. A lot bigger than any Japanese wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, the interesting thing is, though, that uh, uh, during the tag team tournament, KES, uh, Lance Archer and Davey Boy Smith's team lost few matches during the tag team tournament. Like, for instance, they were, they were beaten by Tonga, Tamatanga team, you know, during the tag team tournament. So they are not unbeaten either. But they're so much bigger physically, you know. So see what happens. Was there anything else that happened out of Fukuoka? Oh, uh, also, uh, um, Hiroki Goto challenging Minoru Suzuki's never title. And uh, Minoru Suzuki grabbed the microphone and said, I'm going to defend this title, but what are you going to you know, put down? You know, because so you have nothing to, like, I am, you know, putting this title on the line. What are you going to give up? Then Goto said, I'm going to give up this hair. So it's going to be a Kabejura contra Kabejura, that the loser lose hair match. And obviously, probably Hiroki Goto will be cutting his long hair this time. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What does, obviously people know what the hair match means in the United States. They know what it means in Mexico. Mask versus mask, hair versus hair, yeah. hair versus mask. They've done in, in the women's wrestling here a lot, though. Okay, in Japan, what's kind of the, how big of a deal is losing one's hair in Japan? Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> oh, but not, uh, maybe it's, it's hard to say, but the this long hair guys, you know, getting head shaved, that's big humiliation, right? So... Uh... Yeah, but this kind of came right out of, you know, blue. So uh, I'm not sure people really, you know, bought it or not, you know. But uh, obviously this is going to, be, going to be a hair match now. But is this something that can be done in the middle of the long show? You know, this is going to be your, you know, 10, 12 match show, the, the four-hour show at Tokyo Dome, right? And... Uh, one one of the wrestlers getting their head shaved in the middle of the card wouldn't mean as much, but uh, obviously they're doing doing it. Yeah, you're right. I think it would mean more on a smaller show when you can build to it. It's more of a focus. But yeah, it's just kind of going to be shave the yeah, head, get if, out of the ring. Here comes something else. Yeah, and if Minoru Suzuki and Goto had longer program, it would climax with that. But uh, it seemed rushed a little bit it did hmm. anything else on the show oh there are so many that's like I, I just like i said but those are the main I felt things the, I, yeah i over ate almost <laughs> <laughs> tag team final um naito and okada confrontation the the, the 
uh, Young Bucks against Sho and Yo and uh, those attack team division thing and a little bit of tease of Ibushi and Cody thing. Uh, like I said, Goto and Minoru Suzuki thing. And there was Juice Robinson, Sammy Callahan against Chucky T and Beretta. Ibushi against Bad Luck Fale single match. Another 10-man tag team and 10-man tag teams. It's like, oh, God, there's too many things going, you know? So let me ask you this as we as the World Tag League is wrapped up now. Yeah. Um, is there anybody who has made an impression? For example, I know initially when he came in and they had the video of the suplexes that made so much that kind of got some traction. Uh, Jeff Cobb, how do you do? You think he could come back? Do you think he made it? Yeah, I think so. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, if Jeff comes, you know, Jeff Cobb comes back as a regular, he will be teamed with Michael Elgin for sure. Those two look like tag team now. You know, same build. You know, like a really stocky, you know, you know, thick guy who can move. Not necessarily pretty boy, but it doesn't matter here. You know that, uh, they, yeah, Jeff Cobb will be brought back for sure. I'm so sure. I don't know how much you're following the whole Michael Elgin controversy, but one of the aspects. Yeah. The, one of the aspects of the controversy. I did homework. I read it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's, I, it's, it's, it's a mess, and I, I, I don't want to get bogged yeah, down. Yeah, but that. it's uh, you know, also, but the involving, you know, a few people that are not so important. I'm sorry, you know, but uh, in the world of uh, wrestling, giving up, yeah, and in glory championship wrestling or whatever that the Japanese fan don't really know about it. You right. Know what I'm saying? Exactly. So yeah. what what you're saying is is that it's probably not necessarily going to gain traction among fans to hurt his uh, his uh, status among fans in in. Japan. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Okay. No, it was not even talked about. Only real hardcore people who read everything and read everything into everything will know about it. But it's, that wasn't really necessary. And also Michael Elgin and Jeff Cobb, great tag team they can be, but it wasn't really focal point of this tag team tournament either. They were in mid card, good guy, you know, very talented, you know, individuals, but wasn't really in the finals or anything, right? Well, and it also seems like you know, it's like a, some guys are worried about it, and also these, you know, the internet. And Twitter thing back and forth and people read this and read that it, it didn't come off very important to me at all right from a from a cultural standpoint um yeah. as far as as far as his career goes um let me ask you this because they did they I saw I did see that they did a press conference interview Elgin and Jeff Cobb and it was obvious yeah. a storyline and it was obvious on on camera but Elgin yeah. talked about because in in the in the alleged private messages, and again, I the the thing that makes me uncomfortable about this is that the the allegations are serious, and if if true, then they're they're obviously terrible and deplorable. But you know, the, I you know, I mean, I come from a news background, and if I were running yeah. a news site, you because, mean because domestic well, me, abuse kind of thing? Yeah, I wouldn't. It just it there. I don't see any evidence yet, and I would I I would need uh -uh. evidence because I would be afraid of a lawsuit uh, talking right. about all of these uh -huh, things. Uh -huh. Yeah, Not and then also that, it wasn't even an issue here, though. Really, right? But here's 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 my point. 
Um, They did on camera at the press conference afterwards, they did a brief interview, and Elgin kind of apologized in storyline and also then said that they could be tag team partners, uh, you know, in the future, and you're the man, and then Jeff Cobb is like, no, you're the man, and I'm sorry, and they're both sorry and stuff. Do you think in, in, in Japan... Do you yeah. think is that something that they were instructed to do, or do you think that's something that they did on their own on camera to kind of squash anything that was online? Was it for Japanese camera or more like an internet camera? I, I you know I don't know enough about it. All I know is that they were standing in front of the backdrop where everybody does the press conferences. Uh, they did just a quick you know couple of minutes uh, standing there, you know, just kind of a wrap up thing. I would assume it's, it's for everybody the way they did it. Cause it certainly looked mm. formal enough cause they're in front of that formal backdrop. Well, probably they, they were instructed. I don't know, but, uh, there was no hint of those two, you know, breaking up or anything. And, uh, they, the truth is though, they haven't even established as a team that much yet. This was very first tour. Jeff Cobbs and Michael Elgin became tag team. This was just this tour. It's too early to either break up or, uh, you know, to run storyline breakup or to run angle or anything. They still have to establish themselves as team at this point. But it does so, seem the fact that they did this on camera for either the American or Japanese audience or a worldwide audience would seem that there there are plans for them sometime in the future, whether they're kind of uh, solid plans or uh, po- you know possible to break plans. up. You mean no, no to team to team going forward again. That well, I got the impression that the reason they did this was to one probably get some heat off of Michael Elgin. And two, because there there could be plans for them to team and go forward again. Yeah, but those even if it was storyline or it was like a real you know news items or whatever that people in Japan did not talk about it even. Okay, wasn't even the news. Yeah, you know, and uh, I mean I don't want to sound cold, but they are mid card tag team here. You know. And they are yet to be established, and they, I think they are talented enough to go on and you know become tag team contenders. Both very talented in the individual, and I think this company, New Japan Company, wants to use these two as a tag team going forward. So, I think this is just, they probably did did this, but uh, I don't think these two are breaking up as a team, and I just think this is still mid-card tag team and they should go forward as tag team you know yeah Yeah, that's cool um anybody else make an impression like chucky t did he do did he amaze anybody those are those are the harder guys you know beretta they're lower level and uh they're fairly talented though very but all these people are talented guys i feel like hangman page you know, Chase Owens, yeah. you know, very talented guy. I Hanson. feel like I feel like Chucky e. T is talented, but I feel like unless he changes up his persona and his act, I feel like he's not quite 
a fit. Yet. Yeah, he's well. He's not quite a fit for New Japan yet. As far as in his current iteration, I feel like it's not quite a fit. So either mm. you know he needs a little more seasoning, or he needs to change mm. up his act for him to be like a, a real player. But I mean, certainly he could be, you know, a guy who gets beat all the time. But as far, <laughs> as, far as like a real career, I feel like it's not quite a good fit. But they can be. See, they have matching out outfit, Breda and Chucky T. So when they are being brought back, they will still be tag team and. Probably those two will be treated as tag team wrestlers for a while. You know what I'm saying? Do, does their humor is it? Does does a does Jap- it translate? Does it? Yes. Does it translate? That's exactly it. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I asked myself same question. Hmm. You know, so they try so hard, right? Cause to be different. You know, same goes to Sammy Callahan. They want to be so different. You know, so. Some of these guys work so hard to be different. So uh, I don't know who works for them or work against them. I just can't make comment at this point. You know, it's really hard to survive here, huh? You know, I think Juice Robinson will be single top contender, you know, two years time, I think. Yeah, there's no question about that, I think. He's yeah. he's definitely on the uh, slow track to success but that's probably the best that it's not happening overnight right um, but the doc, he has this something about him really likable baby face type and uh yeah people like him here just oh, robinson i'm talking about yeah all right so is there anything else we should we should talk about anything else uh, i don't know all right um well, we can. Uh, was there any questions this week? No, there's no questions this week, and I've, I've, I hate to cut the show short, but I've got a. Right, gotta, that's fine. We I've just gotta... did the New Japan show this this week. Yes. Yeah. Wrestle Kingdom's coming in three weeks, and Chris Jericho showed up, and people talk about it. It's, it's like obviously year two, you know, 2017, and news travel around the world in just like this, and. We're talking about it now. So know? next week, if you're new to the show, thank you for listening. Be sure to check out some of the uh, past episodes and be sure to follow Fumi on Twitter at FumiHikoDayo, F-U-M-I-H-I-K-O-D-A-Y-O, and I'm at Jim Valley. But next week, we'll continue our look at uh, the history of wrestling in, t- in the Tokyo Dome, and we'll take a look at a yes. card, Chris Jericho's only other appearance at the Tokyo Dome in 1996. And if you read his book, you know about this, the ill-fated Super Liger. So Super we'll t- Liger, <laughs> yeah, right. We'll talk about that and a few other mid-90s, early 2000s uh, yes. card. And plus, we'll follow up anything that's that's happening. And also, I'll Japan. be attending at the press conference 14 hours from now. Okay, well, and you I'll know, talk so, about that. And, you know, if, if, uh, if you want to do an extra show, we can certainly do an extra show. So we'll see how that goes. And also, if I can, you know, talk to Chris Jericho in person tomorrow, I'll get to that. Well, if you do that and you get some scoops or whatever, let's uh, let's see if we can crank. I'm I'm totally in favor of doing an extra show if you want to do that. Sounds good. Okay. All right, my friend. Well, thank you for all of the uh, the updates and a lot of uh, good information. And I hope people like the show <laughs> and subscribe and be sure to share it on all of your social platforms. So until next time. That's good. So long from Tokyo. <laughs>